You're listening to The Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Owen 60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. We are celebrating one year in like two days, but still close enough. One year of the Owen 60 podcast. Milestone. Colin, how much of that do you remember? The first day? No, hey, no blonde moments with that one other than the sprawlia. Yeah. I think, I think that was the show. I think that was the show where we did the <laughs> sprawlia thing. That was. I, and I forget what I even called them. I forget what I even said. That's so embarrassing. We called them Spraglia. I think so. And like, like most people out east are calling him right now because they have no idea how to say his name. It's Spraglia, guys. Come on, Spraglia. I know now. There's no, uh, there's no turning back now. No more blonde moments with names. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I might have just over, uh, overset it there with that because there may be another Whatever. blonde moment coming with a uh, Muskegon. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one. The on 60 effect having a, having an effect. I'd say south of the border, but Muskegon's not south of here. No. West of the border. Michigan's yeah. west of us. We'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. We're having an effect west of the border with the uh, Muskegon. 3 0. Mint. Oh, yeah. It, the goose is loose there, too. Yeah. You know, hey, he went know, off in that. Really Was it the second game? Yeah, yeah, the second game. Yeah, he, yeah, he looked really good. Uh, just so good with the puck. Their power play is really good, and they got a Larkin on the team too. Eh? <laughs> they got a Larkin, no relation, I don't think, but they have a Larkin on the team. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty. Hey, that, you never know. They follow Michigan, us on Michigan. Yeah, Muskegon follows us on Twitter. They got the goose in the league. No OHL right is- or rights owned by the OHL, the Niagara Ice Dogs. Which he is just on loan to Muskegon, by the way, for anyone yeah. wondering out there. And the commentator said that the other day, too, during the game. He's like, Muskegon's so lucky and so glad they were able to get him back. Yeah. I mean, it's under tough circumstances, and uh, I'm sure everyone would love to see him not on Muskegon because that means there'd be OHL hockey going on, but well, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty Muskegon cool gets the job done. They fit, and you said it before the show, and I forget how you said it, Dubuque? Dubuque. Yeah, so they oh uh, yeah, Dubuque, out of Dubuque. three times. Yeah, the sweep on the road at the Mystique Ice Center in the first game. I'll just bring up the box score here, just uh, as we uh, go through. I gotta depth, find a broom. What took place? <laughs> I gotta find a broom. The, you gotta do the Jamie Campbell there when they sweep a. Yeah, you do you sweep a trip. Yeah, just throw the broom. Yeah, might have to. Yeah, swept For the sure. three game set. Oh, yeah. Which they I need, did. I need to get the broom sound effect on here ASAP. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> that'll, be the, that'll be this week's thing. Just get a broom. But that was pretty cool that they uh, they played great. I mean, they outshot them every game. I mean, worked hard. Goaltending played good. And, I mean, led by the Goose, Daniel Gooshin. Niagara yep. fans should be very excited to see him play. Very exciting. Hell yeah, they should. He's very shifty. Eh? Like, he's shifty with the puck. He's one of those guys that kind of disguises himself really well on the ice. Yep. And he gets to spots, and the shot's so quick off his stick. So he'll he'll be perfect. He'll be perfect in that Ivan Laudnia spot, how he was in that on that power play after the trade deadline for Niagara. 
yeah on that spot opposite or down behind cam butler i believe they were on the same side at one point but i think daniel goes to the other side cam butler on the other side you want that'll be a lethal power play there one two combination both have elite level shots that's for sure yeah, and they'll definitely be looking for scoring with the graduates that have left. And we're talking Oliver Castleman. You mentioned Ivan Lodnia. Who was that energy bug for them last year too, eh? For the Ice Dogs after the deadline. Like Ivan? Lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of energy. He yeah. play, I like his game. He plays with a lot of energy. I think he's a guy to watch for in the AHL level next, next season. Yeah, he's one of the more quiet guys in the room too. He's not really like out there like, he, he'll make jokes. He'll laugh. Like he'll get loud sometimes, but yeah. going back to ice dogs players that I've been around that are like, like loud and lately like have fun. I'm just trying to run through my head. <laughs> There's a few uh, who would probably be because Willie LaHead, despite being so physical on the ice, hey, he was a little bit a, more quiet. Yeah. And he's a guy, he's one of my favorites too. I yeah, love the I way he London plays. native too. I love the way he plays. Um, he brings it. He brings it every night. That's I like guys that do that. You don't have to worry. Yeah, about. but I mean, I mean, I'll probably think of names later because there's a bunch that I could go through and mm-hmm. try and figure it out. But um, in terms of the Muskegon Lumberjacks, I'll kind of just take you through the scoring. This is game one where they won it six to five, and to get things started, four minutes into the first, it was Cameron Berg, his eighth of the season. Uh, and then at 5.03, so just a minute and three seconds later, it was David Himovich scoring his second goal of the season. And then rounding out the scoring in the first period, making it 3-1 for the Lumberjacks. It is the Goose. It is Dan- ah. Daniel Gushin scoring his sixth of the season. Uh, yeah, 3-1 after one uh, for Muskegon. Each team would score one in the second. For Muskegon, it'd be... Tanner Kelly scoring his first of the season on, on the power play, I might add. So power play goal there for the Lumberjacks. Dubuque scored a power play goal as well from Riley Stewart at 19-11, just as the period ended, making it 4-2. And then 4-3, Dubuque would make it 2-08 into the third period. But uh, Lumberjacks, they would score the next two, courtesy of Alex Gagne scoring his second of the year. As well as Owen, oh, this is fun. I should have the, Mellon, have the Owen Mellenbacher. That's what I'm going. Yeah, with. yeah, that that's sounds a sick. Great. Last name Mellenbacher. Yeah. That's not Na- that bad. Muskegon name bracket. We could do one and still have enough. <laughs> we could still have eight guys on a Muskegon team. We could Muskegon we could. name bracket. So uh, Mellenbacher scores his second of uh, of the game. That would round out the scoring for the Lumberjacks. Dubuque would score two after that, cutting the lead to one, but uh, hanging on. We're the Lumberjacks. I'll just go through the goaltending statistics for you in this one. For Muskegon, 36 shots against, making 31 saves, was Christian Stover. So, you know, fire 36 shots at you. Yeah. Pretty good shot that you're going to allow more than two or three unless you play absolutely unreal, which in this game you could say you did. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Especially because when you look at the shot totals, um, Muskegon only had 23 shots. And Dubuque used two goaltenders in this game. And yeah, they chased him. Ob- Obi Hedquist. Well, both goaltenders gave up three goals. Uh, Hedquist and uh, Aiden McCarthy. McCarthy only playing 14 18 as uh, Hedquist 
had most of the duty and most of the work. 43 minutes of action for him. So um, they didn't get a lot of shots, but uh, hey, when you get opportunities, shoot and score, yeah. nobody gives a crap how many shots you get, right? So Quality over quantity. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what we, hey, that's what we always say. Very true. Yeah, it's almost like we're going through uh, through all their games here. Well, not all of them. We're just going through. I know, three. When you play three. <laughs> I know, hey. Eh? Uh, game number two, this one was a domination from start to finish. Oh, yeah. Even Lumberjacks. This one That's the game the close. Goose took over. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they end up winning 5-1. to one. Yeah. Shots on goal in this game. 20 for the Fighting Saints. That's a new name. Yeah. Never heard that one, whereas uh, the Lumberjacks fired 31 shots at Hobie Hedquist, who played all 60 minutes in this one, giving up five. Uh, in terms of goals, Cameron Berg, he scored twice for goals number 9 and 10 on the season. That second goal for him coming on the power play. And then uh, Daniil Gustin, just like he did the previous game, rounds out the scoring in the first period as he gets his seventh of the season. And he would open the scoring in the second as well as he got goal number 8, 449 into the second period. That's where he started to take the game over. Eh? Yeah. He took it right over at the end of the first period, beginning of the second. That's when it was the Daniil Gustin show. When it's I just think, real, we're just living in it. And it <laughs> new quote, eh? <laughs> got to put that on the highlight reel. Oh my god, got to put that on the year highlight reel there. Jeez. Round round out the year on a good one. Yeah, well, when you're looking at the Ice Dogs roster and trying to find scoring, obviously you're going to have Butler scoring. You're going to have you Birdie scoring. Jonah D. Simone's going to score every so often and get points on the board. And then Daniel Gustian to get, bring him in, and maybe he's a guy that puts up points in the lull part of the game. Like you think of for yeah. us for baseball, we'll put it in terms of that. Like you've got the first three innings. They're fun. They're exciting. Like you're getting going, you're motivated, you're ready for the rest of the game. You get into the middle part of the game, fourth, fifth, and sixth inning. You're like, yeah, okay, we're settled in now. We're just kind of not going right. through the motions, but like it's the middle of the game. Playing right? in the, like, yeah, getting yeah, to the bottom part, getting to the bottom half of the game. Yeah, and then you look at the back half of the game, 7th, 8th, and ninth. all right, the adrenaline starts to come back up. Pick You're trying out. to close out the game and figure it out. And I think for the Niagara Ice Dogs, uh, when you have lulls in uh, their schedule in periods of those games and that long losing streak they went on, if they have a player like Daniel Gustian, yeah, does he add a goal or two in some of those games with the amount of skill he has? And I'm not saying they win those games, but they have a lot better shot to win it. And say he puts up a goal, maybe the next goal for the whoever their opponent was doesn't go in because it's a completely different play, right? And again, yeah. you can't really say that that actually would happen, but that's what he's going to add to this team. He's going to get rid of those lull periods, those lull games where the Ice Dogs just can't seem to figure it out. And when Daniel Gustian, with the amount of experience he's had, he's drafted, He's playing well for the Muskegon Lumberjacks. It's just him coming in with everyone yeah. else really sitting down right now. Yeah, and I was when I was watching that game, I'm like, man, I know you got Jakey Birdie and Jonah D. Simone. They play together all throughout. And I mean a Jonah D. Simone would be great with Daniel Gushin. And a Jakey Birdie would be great with Cam Butler. Kind of balance out the top two lines. Mm-hmm. The Niagara Ice Dogs, if they try that, they might have a lot of success with that. Because then you can get two lines. You got the you got the defensive solid two way forward in Jonah. You have Jake, who's great two way guy, good with the puck. Those two guys playing with well shooters, and I mean Jonah with uh, Daniel would be a great spot just because 
Daniil's got such a good shot and he's such a good skater. He's shifty, right? So I think Jonah would really excel with a guy like Daniil. And I think Cam Butler and uh, Jakey Birdie would be very good together as well. I think that would be interesting to see a t- balance two lines for the Ice Dogs to balance it out a little bit more. And it might help also Panel Femis. Mm-hmm. If, he co- if he comes and plays on that second line within the first 20 games, if he's after that, if he's on the second line with like you, Birdie and Butler, that's a solid second line. Yeah. It's a solid second line. Yeah. I'm definitely all for that. And let's get the OHL back because again, you, a lot of people are just looking at the roster from pre like last year. And I know people know they, they're not forgetting about Pano Femis, but sometimes you're kind of like, Oh yeah, there was a draft that happened and they picked second overall and got Pano Femis. So yeah. Wow. And they're second. And they're second. Be a decent lineup. Maybe not yeah. a playoff lineup, but you know, you'll compete. Six, you'll compete. Six, seven spot around there. Yeah, and if you're in the eighth, ninth spot, like last year, you're in a good eighth, ninth spot. You'll take that over how it was last year, how you kind of fell in the standings. Instead of falling, you'll just yep. remain the same or get better. And yeah. I mean, if you're, that's a positive thing if you're a fan of the Niagara Ice Dogs. Yeah. So again, let's go February. Hurry up. Oh yeah. Uh, just to round out the scoring here in this game, 26 seconds into the third period, Jack Williams. Scores a second of the game from Dylan Went, closing out the 5-1 win for the Muskegon Lumberjacks. And as we're heading towards the break, we'll just run through game number three between Which was a great game. The ending was incredible. The ending was incredible. 30- I did not catch this one. I was enjoying some beverages with fellow baseball coaches. So oh yeah. Spring training, uh, get ready for spring training, eh? You know, at coaches meeting, got to get ready. Yeah, love those. <laughs> so in this one, again, the Muskegon Lumberjacks, they open the scoring. Davis Pennington gets his first of the season from Mellenbacher and Kelly. 59 seconds into the first period, I might add. Uh, Dubuque would score one to tie the game, 6.59 in. And then Muskegon would score the next two, both courtesy of Rhett Pitlick as he scores his first and second goals of the season. Daniil Gushin gets an assist on that second goal that came at 1908 in the first. No goals for the Lumberjacks in the second period. Dubuque, yeah, were Dubuque both played bad. really good. Dubuque didn't go away in this game. That was the thing. This was their best. It was the best game overall out of the three, the third. Yeah, they scored they scored three unanswered goals. Two in the second, yeah. one in the third, and they took the lead. Yeah, and they like scared Muskegon. Yeah, they scared them there. Because then all of a sudden, once they scored a tie it, you felt the ice kind of turn a little bit there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they really picked it up. Yeah, and that fourth goal for Dubuque, by the way, 12 seconds into the third period. Usually that's a knife in the back of another team when you score within the first two minutes of a period and within the last two minutes of the period. But wasn't the case here. Muskegon... Maybe they were a little bit angry after giving up the last three goals because Davis Pennington tied it up at four, 708 into the third, and then scoring the game winner was Philip Tresca. His first Which of the season wild. coming with 35 seconds. 35, left. yeah, that was wild. It, was, it really I stunned. saw that goal. I did see the highlight of that goal. Okay, yeah, that was nuts. And that made it a 3-0, 60 yeah. effect on the weekend. That was solid. <laughs> a three-game sweep. I was worried there. I was worried the guys weren't going to pull it out for us, but hey, they did. Let's yeah, go, Jacks. Hashtag get jacked. <laughs> hashtag Philant. 
or a flaunt flaunt flannel. flannel. That's incredible. That's awesome. That's, that's the best hashtag. hashtag. That's the best hashtag. Yeah, I feel like I gotta make a gif. We gotta get flannel. <laughs> Every win. Stick I'm in cur- I'm flannel. Sitting in my room. I don't have any flannel. Uh oh. I have none. I don't think. Wait, I got a, I got kind of like an old like dress shirt that's like. Flannel. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a lumberjack guy, you know. Yeah. Never really I mean, lived in the county or haven't lived out here, country or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, Del High, that's pretty much. The of county. course, yeah, of course, I got a flannel shirt. Of course you do. <laughs> of course. Uh, but all right yeah that's uh that's our ushl and muskegon lumberjacks update for this show as we continue on celebrating one year of the om60 podcast when we come back a lot of ohl headlines to go through bulldogs new jersey flint firebirds new stands eight ohlers make team canada and a sudbury wolf coach Good luck. The desert. Good luck. Yep. We'll chat about that next here on the Owen 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast as we celebrate one year of content on the show December 17th officially the day that we released show number one still got a couple to get a couple of days to get there but oh well we launched our social media was it Sunday a year ago Sunday on the 13th I think it was so I think the first we've already passed that one year (laughs) Yeah, social media one year. Yeah, I mean twenty twenty. It's twenty twenty. It's all social media, especially yeah. this year. Yeah. So, so again, that social media is at the Owen sixty podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. A link to our website is up there as well. I might hook up Linktree. That might be a lot easier. Yeah, for people to get to uh, like each different the website, the podcast uh, platforms. Of course, SoundCloud, Apple, Google, Spotify. Yeah, wherever instead of just the one. Yeah. yeah 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 that's so, solid yeah i'll, fi- I'll i gotta figure out how to do that but um, yeah i'll look it up later on it'll be a new year thing yeah come back for the gold medal game oh yeah hell yeah hopefully canada's in it we need canada in that game because what happens if we're, what do you I mean? mean you're not ready to break down a germany uh kazakhstan gold medal game consolation game maybe ah <laughs> uh, no germany won't get relegated germany no. germany won't get relegated kazakhstan yeah probably what is it, Kaz- can you, but, is like, it can you imagine? Do you do that? We talked about that the other day. We talked about that the other day. If you had dual citizenship to like, so we're Canadian. If we had dual citizenship to like Kazakhstan or like Austria, well, not Austria's decent, but like a team with like a lower level country, like, and if we were like legit, yeah. But you're not going to make Team Canada. Do you do it? I think I'd do it. Go play for another country just to play at like a world event. That'd be yeah. so cool. By the way, Kazakhstan, not in this tournament. I got the logos mixed up. I saw it on Twitter or on Instagram on like the story where you like stop it to see who's the champion. Yeah. I was looking was at the it? Austria logo and I thought it was Kazakhstan. I thought that was Kazakhstan. Because Kazakhstan's blue and yellow. But I thought. Yeah, that's Kazakhstan. But I'm going to assume it's Austria. Yeah, but Kazakhstan's not even in it. 
So that's All why right. I was confused. Real genius. Because in B, you got Russia, Sweden, the United States, Czech Republic, Austria. Yeah. A, you've got Canada, Finland, Switzerland, Slovakia, and Germany. Yeah. You don't know how many times. Why are they on there? Slovakia's logo. Why are they on there? No idea. Yeah, that uh, Instagram post there, like, land on it. Yeah, Reels, whatever. Their version of TikTok, which is. Yeah, I did. Hey, you know what? I'm not, I'm upset with their uh, post things there because back at the NHL lottery, yeah, I actually had the wings pick fourth and I pulled it. So I'm done with that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done with it. Attaboy. <laughs> On to the next. Um, yeah, might as well just get into what we had previewed before the break. Uh, we will start with Project Stealth, the Hamilton Bulldogs unveiling new jerseys. What the heck's up with these QEW teams getting new jerseys? Jeez. Unreal, though, eh? That yeah. fits Hamilton to a T. You, you know what? I, I like these. But and I'm on the morning show, TSN 1150, and we had a chat about this this morning on Marsh and Mellow. Is, is sports starting to go towards shields and not logos? Because you start to see that a little bit. And an example, and by the way, I'm tired of the Brooklyn Nets. Please, people, stop tweeting about the <laughs> Brooklyn Nets. No one gives a rat's ass about Kevin Kyrie <laughs> Irving. Hey. Like, no, nobody cares in Toronto, really. Hey, if we're Brooklyn, Brooklyn, if we're like, yeah, we're that's Messiah. right. Masai is the man. Masai is the man. Um, and Masai we trust. But like their logo is basically a circle, obviously designed like a basketball. That's a nothing. Yeah, but it's a nothing logo. Yeah, it's a nothing that's logo. That's dumb. Yeah, it is. For sure. But, like you can't create something nicer yeah. than that. And some people argue all oh, the Oshawa Generals, theirs is just their name. Yeah, yeah but, but Oshawa is their sharp. logo for how long? Yeah, Oshawa is a shirt. Yeah, I mean. Like it's it's their full name with a certain design. Here with the Brooklyn Nets, it's a black basketball and an N. Yay! Yeah, that's that's, that's got its own. Congrats! Congrats! You'll still get a hundred some odd uh, um, jersey sales. But yeah, these Hamilton Bulldog ones I do like. I will say I like the yellow tiger ones better, which they're keeping. By the way, same. Deos's video, he said that they are keeping the Hamilton Tigers design with the H. Tiger and cats. Dogs written in it. No tigers. Oh, okay. Yeah, it used to be a they used to be a team. Oh, okay. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. I would, yeah. yeah, I was looking at the Tiger Cats once. Yeah, like well, I mean, same Hamilton. thing. Everything in Hamilton's black and yellow. It seems. Like. Yeah, but this is sharp. Yeah, I do like this black. I could see the Tiger Cats doing a game like that too. A blackout black and, jersey, black and gray. Yeah, because they do that blackout game, right? But the yellow on their jersey. Can you imagine like that type, that type of coloring? That looks That'd sharp. You know what's interesting is they got Mackenzie Entwistle to yeah Commando too. Nick Commando is on social yeah. media as well. That's surprising they did alumni. Well, Entwistle didn't even finish his career in Hamilton, which I understand it was one year with Guelph, but not even a year, half a year. Yeah, true. Yeah, so it was like with a kid. Whatever, it's not that big of a deal, but it's uh, just weird though. Yeah, it is just weird though that like they went alumni. I thought they would go like current yeah. team. I mean, they had some current players like getting jerseys in the mail. And stuff like yep. unboxing them and stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah, but they're not bad. I'd probably give it eight and a, eight out of ten. I think I gave in Niagara eight and a half. I I'm, I'm going seven out of half on this one. I think it's just a little bit below Niagara's. I really like yeah. Niagara's new ones, but I lo- I love these. These are sharp. 
But if I give them a nine or a ten, then what do I give another team with great jerseys too, right? So yeah, gotta keep it neutral. But they're sharp. It would have it might have been cool to see like the white lacing on like and the from the jerseys, mm-hmm. like yeah, silverish. It would have been nice to also to see maybe a little bit of gold because it's Hamilton or yellow, a little bit of Hamilton ish. Yeah, but I mean, nope. if you're trying to go for a blackout jersey, then uh, you can't really have it. anything else besides like white or even like a silver, silver. Or gray type thing. Yeah, so, yeah, I like those. Um, it's sharp. If you haven't seen them, again, you can go to the Bulldogs website, all of Bulldogs social media. It's everywhere. Yeah, they're, so. they're already for sale too. Yeah. They're yeah, sharp. Just like the ice dogs. They released it right away. Like I clicked on the link buy now. I'm like, can't afford that. But I just bought socks from the ice dogs for like five bucks. I needed them. I needed new hockey socks. Hey, are you still scoring? Hell yeah. Do you snipe? Last, last front. No, I didn't snipe last Friday. Oh. Last Friday, I got a loose puck in the slot, went five hole. Oh, did you, Sally? And then, uh, no. It's okay, pick yeah. hockey. That's, that's silly. That's, that's true. But if you score, well, there's, yeah. there's this one guy that thinks that scouts are coming to this thing. So that's really annoying. <laughs> that's what I wish I could be out there to shadow. Yeah, it's so, it's so dumb. Like, <laughs> I just talk, I just talk there, so like, much, get in his it, kitchen. It's, it's be so fun. He's out there and like he's standing on, like, on his side of center, but like at the center like circle and I'm like cherry picking, but I'm behind him because I'm trying to catch my breath and I was playing defense and he turns around and he goes, Oh, bleep off. I'm like, (laughs) why for not giving you a free breakaway? What? (laughs) Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, But yeah, I went went to five full and then uh, the next goal, uh, Resembled a little bit of Thomas Holmstrom where battling in front of the net. Nah, no tip, but puck was sitting there and then I just poked it in. It was a scramble. That's a a reach goal. That's a reach goal for sure. You score so many goals like that. I know. It's the best. Good times. I don't Uh, mind it. So, yeah, again, go to the Bulldog social media website to find out uh, what those jerseys look like. Across the border in Flint. Incredible. Big the, things are happening at the Door oh, General Events Center. It's literally a go-to year-old arena getting yeah. some renovations. It's unreal. It's literally the go-to place in the OHL now. That it's one. It's probably a top, top six, top seven destination now in the OHL. Yeah. It's right up there. I mean, I agree. No joke about it. The door's for real. It's nice they put in the actual seating now, and it kind of looks like the. Uh, the you know what's awesome. Box is 4,000 seats that were removed from the Palace are going in there. The Palace yeah. of Auburn Hills, home of the Detroit Pistons. One of the, biggest, they got one of the biggest buildings in the NBA at its time, by the way. They got use That's out of unreal. It. Yeah, they're getting use out of these. That's unreal for the, for the state. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, $2 the million seats look like the pizza box, eh? The seats look like the pizza box. Yeah. Although the, for the pizza box, no I'm referring to Little Caesars. Arena. It doesn't really matter what the hell the color they are now. So just putting yeah. it out there. Yeah. Hey, put them red. Yep. Put them red. That's what Forget I'm saying. The Pistons. The Pistons came to us. We don't need them. Yep. Exactly. And they suck, but so do the wings. So it's hey, the wings are going to rebuild and be good. Yeah. Pistons aren't true. changing. Go rats. Yeah. But they look sharp though. And you know what about a ribbon? A ribbon really lights up an arena. Oh, for sure. It, it really lights it up. In Sarnia, holy crap, what a difference. Yeah. 
big difference. I mean, I remember when London put theirs in, it was crazy. The difference. It, this is unreal though. I like that they put the rib and that looks nice. Yeah. See, yeah. See just, it. just kind of going through this article here uh, about the renovation, uh, Rolf Nielsen, obviously their owner put in $5 million in upgrades when he first bought the team back in 2015. And uh, those upgrades included uh, new concession stands, new locker rooms, new lighting, new video board, uh, nice. new hockey boards, and a new press box to accommodate NHL scouts, which obviously that's, uh, that's a must. Uh, the new renovations include the LED ribbons, like you had mentioned. And these are from the Palace, too. I didn't see that. Oh. These are from the Palace of Auburn Hills, too. So, yeah. damn, they got the pro stuff oh, yeah. coming in. Um, so, yeah, obviously. Place. Yeah, it is. Their, their new dressing room, their new dressing room and like their facilities, like underneath the stands, is NHL type facilities yeah. right now. It's so nice. Like their dressing room, it's a little bit of a walk, as Riley McCord said on the show. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a walk from the dressing room to the ice surface, but they have first class. Yeah. All well, of everything they have is first class right now. I'm, I'm just reading here, and I'll ask you this. And this is just for you. This isn't a, really a poll question, but um how many rinks in the ohl right now that you've been to like it's tough to say for rinks that you haven't been, been to, a while, but, it's been a while though <laughs> uh yeah well yeah um how many can you remember where on the ribbon they display visiting scores i think kitchener does in the corner yeah they do in the corner so kitchener does london does like on london- the ribbon though yeah, London does on the one end. On both ends, they have the out-of-town scoreboards, one on one and one on the other, but it's very Yeah, but quick. no, is, is it like on the – or is it just a separate scoreboard? It's by – It's on the ribbon. It's on the ribbon. Okay. I'm uh, just saying because, the, like, this will – the ribbon will be used for – For scores. Including scores. Yeah, in sponsorships too. We're sponsorship yeah. dollar. Hello. Yeah. For a year like that. Beautiful. Yeah, that's like, that's like in change. baseball. You're at a ballpark. Each half inning, there's a different sponsor on the ribbon. Yeah, I mean, so. and that's huge for uh, Flint, too. You get some extra dollar out of that. Well, I, I heard something is- interesting on Overdrive on Monday when Ray Ferraro uh, was joining the guys. They were talking about how the NHL could possibly, like, gain some more money and try and make up what they lost. And Ray Ferraro brought up a great point. I don't know how capable OHL broadcasts are of doing this, but so you've got the sponsorships on the boards wrapping around, right? Yep. And you know how for the World Cup of Hockey, they did like virtual, like the virtual, not ads, but like say if Sweden or Canada scored, it would like pop up, oh, goal, like on the boards, like virtual, like you do virtual ads. Well, baseball for when you look at the Jays, the Jays in Buffalo a lot this past season had the TD uh, lights on, like LED yeah, so projected through the camera as like virtual boards. So like, yeah, they could do that in the truck, probably in the OHL. Yeah. So like, say, do that. say in Toronto, and they were use this as an example. Say in Toronto, or we'll say Detroit because Detroit's awesome. Say in Detroit, like yeah. they're playing Boston. Mm-hmm. In Detroit, you've got Little Caesars, you've got Caesars Windsor, but Boston yeah. will come in. They have their own, um, like they um, put on the glass. They have their own ads where it's Dunkin' Donuts, which is that's Boston. Yeah. And they, they make money that way. Yeah. As another I mean, source of revenue. In the glass too. Like, yeah. you know how before, like Detroit, used Detroit to have the does Dodge. it. Yep. Yeah. They used to have the Dodge thing behind the glass. Yep. That's something All that you could do windows. as well. 
yeah, you got to do something there where you can really uh, generate a little bit more revenue, especially this year with the no fans. You got to find a way to make a little bit more. Yeah. So anything, I'm sure teams are discussing any possible thing they could do. I wonder if jersey sponsors are a thing. No, I hope not. You know, like on no. the bottom. Well, the guys wouldn't want like sponsors wouldn't want it on the. They bottom also talked about it on. They also talked about it on the show. They're like, are on overdrive. They said, you think of those original six teams with jersey sponsors? No, no, they're not. They don't want to do that. Yeah, well, it wraps it. Can you imagine the little, of can, them being original six teams? Can you imagine on like the Wings jersey had the little Caesars logo? No thanks. Yeah, no, we're I'm good. okay. It's we got enough. It on the, we got it on the roof. We got it on the roof. Yeah. Like we're fine. It's that was already a great the, idea. It's, hey, it's already the pizza box. Yeah, you know what? That makes no sense. The I'm only sorry. Way that's you can, dumb. The only unless, way you, unless you own a helicopter, no. One's yeah, that's it. the only way you can see it. Yeah, well, that's the I, only I way. guess unless you live in a penthouse, which must be nice. Yeah, but in Detroit, where are you around there, where are you going to see the roof? Very true. Parking lot. Very true. Parking lot, maybe. That's it. Um, just quickly as we wrap up uh, the about the Flint Firebirds, if you would like an old seat from the Dort. Prices are $25 or $50, depending on the style. And uh, you can set up an appointment with Tori at, uh, at Jeremy at DortEventCenter.com. Solid. So if you want a piece of, yeah, I guess you could say history. history. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Plymouth Flint expansion. Yep. That's okay. Kind of something. Moving on. And this is where we'll kind of, get into the bulk of the time as we have about five, five to seven minutes left in this segment. Eight OHLers are on team Canada's roster for the 2021 world juniors. And we're going to spend most of the time discussing the goaltenders. I think, I think we have to. Well, we got to shout out a huge congrats to Phil Tomasino. I mean, Connor McMichael, we expected to make the team and Phil Tomasino, we expected to make the team too. Congrats guys. Uh, yeah, but Phil Tomasino really deserved it. I thought he could have been a wild card last year to be a bubble guy for sure. Yeah, it's right on to see him on that team, and I'm very excited to see what he does. I think he's a guy that will get a player get a player of the game award in the tournament. At least one of the games, it. I think he'll have a game where he gets the player of the game for Team Canada, yeah. which would be right on. Yeah. So, and of course, those goaltenders we'll discuss right now who did not make the team, both from the OHL. Brett Brochu of the London Knights and Tristan Lennox of the Saginaw Spirit. And yes. I have a theory based on Brett Brochu. And I kind of discussed this with Colin. Maybe not discussed it, just brought it up that I wanted to talk about this. Yeah, and I want to hear about it, but I wasn't no. allowed. <laughs> no, got it. Only a tease, Colin. All right, time to react. Um, so I compare this situation to Stephen Dillon course goaltender for the Niagara Ice Dogs for uh, four plus seasons I'll, I'll say uh, two of those seasons he was the backup yeah you could say backup in that second season but uh, with Brett Brochu stats first OHL season obviously very different from Stephen Dillon Brett Brochu 42 games 2.4 goals against average 919 save percentage for Stephen Dillon in his first full season as the Ice Dogs starter and remember, 2016-17, the Ice Dogs were not very good. They snuck into the eighth spot barely and got swept by the Peterborough Peets and Dylan Wells. 59 games played for Stephen Dillon. He had a 3-4-6 goals against average, 
and a 914 save percentage. And I remember that year, he just got peppered with shots. It wasn't yeah. even fair. Like when you're, lower, when you're a lower half team, you're gonna get peppered every game. Yeah, yeah. It was it was, it was rough for him. And mm-hmm. then the following season, 52 games played, goals against average comes down three three four. Save percentage, not very good. Eight nine nine, still respectable. Yep. And then in the season that they loaded up for the playoffs. And uh, we're ready to go at a Mem Cup run that ended short. He played in 58 games. Goals against average got under three, 297, and his save percentage back up to 909 with six shutouts. And in that season, he was 38, 11, and seven. And the reason I compare this to Brett Brochu is, of course, we all know Brett Brochu unfortunately got passed in the draft this past year, got cut from Team Canada. Stephen Dillon, kind of the same situation, was never drafted, but the Detroit Red Wings were very high on him. But it was between him and Caden Fulcher. And obviously, we know who they signed. They signed Caden Fulcher, who won. Who was the hot hand? For sure. I agree. I'm not saying after the, that after they the OHL title over him, yes. but um, yeah, OHL title, got to the Mem Cup semifinal, lost, but still got there. My theory is. We like I watched Stephen Dillon religiously in yeah. those three seasons of him being a starter, and in that one season, in the fifteen sixteen season when he was the backup slash goalie partner of Brent Moran, and then of course Moran getting traded to Flint, then bringing in Alex Nedeljkovic, where clearly Dillon was going to be the backup. Yeah. Stephen Dillon was phenomenal at what he did. Mm-hmm. He was a great goaltender in the OHL. His stats were at the top of the league at certain points throughout the season. And we all were kind of shaking our heads, wondering why hasn't anyone really given this guy an opportunity and why won't they? And again, Brett Brochu, a little bit different. He just played his first year in the league. So very yeah. different from Steven Dillon, who, who had an incredible five year, full yeah. seasons. Yep. Um, four plus seasons, I should say. Is there something, and this is why I connected to Brett Brochu, is there something that scouts see in his game where us as, I wasn't a goaltender, Colin, you were. Yeah, uh, is there something that scouts and GMs are seeing in their game where they are exposed most of the time and they never figure out a way to recover or to fix it or make like their coaching staff in the OHL doesn't see it or whatever the case may be. Is there something that is wrong in their game where scouts are like, we're not taking a chance on this guy because it doesn't seem like he is getting any better in this area of his game. And again, well, Brett Brochu, he's played one year. Let's put that out there. Oh, I'm for not, sure. I'm not no, knocking Brett Brochu. He had a yeah. phenomenal year. I think sometimes his style is similar to kind of like Tyler Parsons was, who again passed through the draft his first year. I think Brett Rose is a drafted goalie next year, and I think he's yeah. a starter for Team Canada next year. I think he's Canada's number one goalie next year at the World Juniors, no doubt about it. He's just too competitive not to earn a spot. He's just he always finds a way to get it done. He's a winner. That's the first thing. But back to his style. His style sometimes is unorthodox. Sometimes it's kind of like a fish out of water where he could be out of position, but he can make those diving saves. Maybe at the NHL level, you don't make those diving saves because as Mm -hmm. Hunter Jones mentioned, 
the game's a lot faster at that next level, right? Even so, if it's just at training camp, like Hunter said. Yeah. Yeah, the game's a lot faster. Even the, the shots are even quicker. Yeah. It, do, it might not look like that, but the shots are quicker. You're playing against men. They know how to get the spots. They're smarter. The shots are faster. Everything's faster. It's, that's what the part is of going to the next level. That's part of your progression. It's faster. Yep. That, that might be the thing where scouts might see if he can clean that up, which he has a lot. Those games, the, like, in the, like the red-white games and stuff that he's played, he looked a lot more cleaner than what he did. He improved a lot throughout the year. Brett's a smart guy. As we know, we had him on the show. He's a great, he's a great guy, good talker. Yep. He knows what he has to do. I don't believe that's a knock for him. I think that it's just every goaltender goes through that. Yeah. Thing. When he was invited, he's the top, he's in the top five goalies in hockey Canada's radar. Yeah. That's something that's something that a lot of guys can't say they are. So and plus Canada has only two guys that aren't first round draft picks on their team. Well, not counting the goalies, but Canada is a loaded team. They have so many goalies where you could pick from that are solid goaltenders yeah. around the CHL. He's in the top five goaltenders on in hockey Canada's radar. It, at the end of the day, I think if you're Brett, you just got to look back at it and say, Hey, last year at this time or two years ago, at this time I was in Dresden playing junior C. Yep. Last year at this time, I battled it on to be the, ended up taking the number one job from Jordan Coy and being the number one goaltender for the London Knights. That's solid. At the end of the day, you just got to move on, keep build, build off that, build off. You know what it takes to play. You're not that far off. Next year, you're, you're the, for sure a goaltender on that team. If you continue to battle hard and improve, you're for sure a goaltender. And I think there's nothing to worry about him being – him just turning 18, he would have been a younger goaltender in the tournament as well. Mm-hmm. Askarov in Russia is going to be the youngest starter probably. But, I mean, Spencer Knight, Dustin Wolf in the, the U.S. are two veteran goaltenders in that tournament. They're both capable number ones in that tournament as well. So I think that's where they just went with the older guy. But it's, it, it is tough. Yeah. But, well, again, again Stephen, Stephen did, he, he was unorthodoxed as well. You look at him, he was yeah. – he was tall and big and just the way he w- he played, it, it looked awkward because some of the saves he'd make, he'd look yes. like he was playing in the fifties or the next yep. save he would make, it would look body like the coach was born in 2000 and he's all new style. Yep. Body so, type. Yeah. It was, yeah. all completely different body type. And I do think Brett mm-hmm. Bershew is a little bit more talent than Steven Dillon does just because I think he's able to move side to side a lot easier. Uh, than maybe Steven Dillon was. Steven just had obviously the height on him uh, a little bit more. Like he, he was huge. You stand next to him on skates, like, wow. You're looking at Shaq. That's how tall he is. And I like what Hunter Joe said on our show too as well about his first year in Peterborough. He really had to feel the net and get used to the game. And I think that's a thing too with Brett Brochu. It yeah. takes a while. You can't just go into the fire from junior C to the OHL and think, hey, I'm going to light it up. And, I mean, he did incredible. I don't think many goaltenders should do better than what he did at the, in that same circumstances. So, I think that – I think he's okay. He's okay, but – Yeah, he'll be – yeah. No, I not. think he's Again, back next year. Me, this wasn't me ripping him. I just – I wanted oh, to I discuss know. this topic because I think it was – Yeah, for sure. It was important, especially with all the reports from TSN. Like, Brett Brochu looks to be, like, the number one guy as of Mentally, right now. Eh? And that was when they went into the 14-day quarantine. But that's like last year, too, though, eh, with Hunter Jones. Hunter Jones should have been in that stat. He yep. should have been in that mix. He should have sure. been He should have been with Hofer. I had Hofer, Jones, and Dawes being the three. And then yeah. I had Rodriguez and the odd man out. 
I mean, maybe that's a thing too. Maybe Brett Rochu was their third goaltender. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't think Brett Rochu fit that role as a third goaltender. Yeah. Maybe that's the case. I don't know, but it, it's a head scratcher for me. Yeah. No, again, we're not we'll there. See. We don't know. Yeah. Um, we know Canada's good, obviously. And we'll just quickly name off these OHLers as we have a couple more topics to get to before we throw to break. But uh, Ryan Suzuki, of course, Connor McMichael, uh, Quinton Byfield, Philip Tomasino, Jack Quinn, uh, Thomas Harley, and, uh, gonna and be good. Jamie Drysdale. Who's going to be good? What do you think of that? My uh, my lines comparison. I'll bring that up next week too, like as we get yeah, into the preview. As we get into the into the uh, into the tournament. But what do you think of that line comparison there of Drysdale and Harley, the D partnership? I like that. I like it too because the OHL connection. I like that. Uh, I like that Colorado Avalanche with Byram too. Yeah. So that's yeah. It. That's their defense is going to be insane. Like if their goaltenders seem to struggle a little bit. The defense will say, okay, you're done shooting. That's yeah. it. I think this defense is Old very perimeter. capable of doing and that. Plus, I don't know how often these for, the forwards, of course, are going to cough up the puck. Yeah. I mean, they're going to – Canada's going to be a puck control team for sure. There won't be no dump and chase quick on, up and God, down the no. ice. There'll be puck Defense control, play. which is nice. Awful which is, play. Oh, I, yeah, you know I mean? That's a turnover in my books. <laughs> that's a turnover in my books if you're not skating. Yeah. Um, and then a couple more topics to get to. The Arizona Coyotes, according to Elliot Friedman, will hire two-time Stanley Cup champion Corey Stillman as an assistant coach. Of course, Corey Stillman, as of right now, the head coach of the Sudbury Wolves. First thoughts, uh, Colin. I mean, we mentioned in the break, L- I, th- I believe Quentin Byfield makes LA. Maybe this is the sign of, Everything going to start of a to rebuild. fall apart in Sudbury. Yeah, maybe a one to start again. Yeah, maybe a one-two-year rebuild here with Sudbury. Yep. Possibly with the shortened season, I think it's hard and expanded roster at the NHL level. I think it's hard to send Quentin Byfield back to a no-body contact league. Yeah, when he's I such agree. a big guy, I think he would just dominate that. I think it would be too easy. A lot like most side are going back to the World Juniors. Yeah. It's just too easy for It'd those be guys who are elite level prospects who are too good to play. Yeah. At a lower level, I mean, Mitch Marner, that when he Alexi Lafreniere, yeah, Alexi Lafreniere. Say that out loud, will people get yeah. mad at me? Yeah, I mean, Jack Hughes. Yeah, I mean, why? I mean, yeah, I that's, even think Kirby, that's, that's even dumb. Kirby Doc, even Kirby Doc's questionable. Yeah, even I mean, Doc looked good with guys like Kane Strom to Brink at last year in Chicago. Yep, I mean, Taze, but like, I don't know. I think Zach Sartini is the next guy there. I think he'd be a really good one. It'd be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens, though. That's for sure. Yeah. I have no clue, though. I have no clue who else could take it over other than Sortini right now. Yeah. I mean, for the shortened season, you almost just go with him and then. Yeah. That's I'm not saying, saying that's you have to go with him, but interim for the shortened season, reevaluate and get mm-hmm. ready for the 2021 2022 season with Sortini as head coach, or you go somewhere else. I think a lot of clubs are going to do that to focus on the 2021, yeah. 2022 yeah. season. Um, there is another topic I did want to just point out. We don't yep. have to discuss it too much in length. I forgot about this. Um, Scott Wheeler tweeted out a picture of Zade Wisdom. And it yes. was him with a check for $5,000 to the Salvation Army in his Toronto neighborhood of Weston. And he got a text from Zade's mom saying, quote, 
Zaid wanted to give to them first. This is just the beginning of paying it forward. That is awesome. Yeah, unreal. I mean, you're a drafted player. You're a role model in your community. Um, that's a big deal for the community. It's a big deal for Zaid. That's a great accomplishment for sure. Uh, yeah. Get on, get on Wiz. That's solid. And there's another quote here. I'll just quickly read over it. It's a little bit longer, but it's from Chris Moines of One Sports Entertainment Group, who has started working with uh, with say with Zaid via phone, but um, just part of the chat here with him and Scott Wheeler, uh, saying that the selfishness or selflessness, geez, the selflessness for them to already be thinking about paying it forward, it really struck me. It's an amazing thing. I've worked in this industry for 20 plus years and I've worked with some very high end players and there aren't very many when they first sign their first deal as an 18 year old kid that want to pay it for. Yeah. It's solid. Yeah. And he goes on to say, it's, I want a car. I want this, that, and that other thing. Yeah. I mean, Hey, we know guys from around the league with their uh, signing bonus, go out and buy a nice loaded vehicle. I mean, sure. there's, there's, the guy, think of. there's guys around the league that do that. To see Zade do that, like to do what he did, mm-hmm. is incredible. I mean, that shouldn't go unnoticed at all from around the hockey community. I'm glad you brought that up because that, we got to mention that. Yeah. That's something that, like, on our show, we strive to have guys that are good in the community as well that are leadership people yep. that, both ways. And that's just, that's just incredible to see Zade do that. And finally, the number of prospects headed to the World Juniors, the list has come out. Who has the most? The Los Angeles Kings leading with nine. Shocking. Yeah, in the wing. The wings could have passed that too. Oh, they would have. Yeah, absolutely. Four, three or four can't go. Two from Sweden, one from the U.S. And, and then the one from Germany. Yeah. So that would have been solid. Ten, that's 11 right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're second with seven. Anaheim Ducks third with six. The Devils have six as well. Toronto Maple Leafs, they have six. Could have had seven, but they decided, eh, Nick Robertson's too good. He's going to come to training camp and not go to the World Juniors with the U.S. Solid. I mean, it's kind of expected. Yeah. But, I yeah, mean, if now your Kirby Doc rumors are going to start to erupt, though, with that. I know. But, again, Chicago's also said, he can play at the World Juniors as long as he doesn't miss a regular season game. Yep. He won't. He won't. So he won't. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Time to get to the fun part of this show as we continue our one year anniversary celebration. We will scroll through Twitter and go through every poll question uh, we have put up in the first year. It's going to be fun hilarious. Moments. It's going to be a fun way to end the show and we'll have a little laugh. Hey, and, uh, how about, yeah. And then we got, I got an idea. The worst, the best and worst moments of the year. I like that. Because I know that the worst is. I know what the worst is. Do you now? All right. Don't don't say it now. We'll tease it. No. And we'll bring it to you next here on the Owen 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast celebration time back to the beginning. Poll question number one, December 17th, 2019. And of course this was around 
top prospects time. We were getting ready for it. If you're not in the top prospects game, do you still have a chance to get drafted in the first round? 71% of you said, hell yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. That's... And of course, Colin handling Twitter. Yeah. The first freaking episode. off his gift. Hey, gift. hey, don't cut up like that. Oh my God. Okay. It's happening. Don't cut up Michael Scott. He's the man that world's best boss. Yeah, okay. Shout out to the office fans. <laughs> Um, scrolling through and we thought we'd mention this too our first featured game was between the Kingston Frontenacs and the Niagara Ice Dogs at the Meridian Center it was a Niagara blow- I love this yep the Ice Dogs won 11-3 to Agostinelli picks up the game MVP after he gets his first and second goals of his OHL career he adds one assist and was a plus three on the night so shout out to Anthony Agostinelli Winning our first MVP. We got the second number two. What's that? Yeah, the second one. Do you want me to go with this one? Sure. Yeah, well, let's do every other one. Well, Alexis Lafreniere surpassed McDavid's 2015 point total of 11 points in seven games. That's for last year's tournament. Hell yeah, yep. not a chance. 60%. Hell yeah. Poll question for today's show. Does anyone get higher than – wait, did he? I forget. I'd have to look it up if he got 11 points. If he would have, it would have been in less games. I think he did. Because he was injured. This was a long time ago. A lot's happened since. I know. I know. I can't even remember if he got 11. You know what, though? It is nice talking about... Colin's uh, on the job. Yeah, I'm on the iPad, on the tablet. Love it. I feel like I'm on the sideline. I, I feel like we have to do that as a poll question. We'll do that for next week's show, actually. It'll make a lot more sense uh, going yeah, into the sure. tournament. Oh, nice. We'll it? save that. Oh, oh, Barrett Hayton had 12. Yep. Are we here? 10 points. Damn, you just missed it. Wow, oh, everyone was wrong. 60% said yeah, so. Yeah, that, that was an effect that didn't happen. No, that did not happen. We started 0 for 1. What up, Muskegon? 3-0. Right, that's what I'm saying, making up for it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, keep scrolling through the poll questions here. Yeah, the trade deadline coverage. The first this trade is... we tweeted out, Kian Sopa from Niagara to Erie. That was the first trade that we uh, had tweeted on out. On the 6th? Yeah, that was on the 6th of January. Oh, here's our next one. Yeah. That, oh. It would have been perfect, but it didn't. Uh, <laughs> I know. This is another effect that didn't happen. Does Dale Hunter coach Team Canada again? Guess we're not doing every other one, eh? I see how. It oh, is. sorry. That's nah, all good. <laughs> shush, shush, Colin. Be quiet. <laughs> now nah, you're good. Stop talking. 80, 88% oh for sure. Yeah. 12% now nah, one and done. You 12%. Very smart. You were right. Very smart. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, the next one, same show. What Team Canada Selly song is better? 100% of you. Wow, you really made up your mind uh, there, people. 100% of you said, hey, baby. None of you said, oh, we are the champions. That was in the dressing room after the game. We should have put one where it was both. Because I feel yeah. like you got to play we are the – you have to play we yeah, are but the if you play one or the other, I mean, that song, the hey, baby song is pretty uh, – do, do you think that's their goal song this year? We were talking about that the other day. Yeah. I think – I don't know. I feel like we got to message one of the guys. have a better goal on the horn. Team. I'm sorry. Their goal horn last year sucked. Yeah, we got to message one of the guys that's on the team and say, hey. 
160 effect on the line. Get a Red Wings goal horn. Nah, they wouldn't do that. Hey, hey, Edmonton, they'll probably down. use the Oilers one. Hey, hey, hockey down. They got to go back to that. <laughs> I know, right? Scrolling up, that Phil Tomasino trade. Look at all the picks you had. I know. Graphic. Good graphic work. Thanks. Uh, Try and get updated graphics for the new season. See how she goes. First press box game, eh? Yeah. You with the puck on the ice or on the bench? Yeah. That a boy. Um, that was the 10th of January. Who won this year's trade deadline? That would have, that would have been right after Akil Thomas got back. And I, yeah, that uh, was that said game. Congrats to him. Yeah, that was that game. They yes. had the medal in that in the press box. That was pretty cool. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. Who is it my turn? Yeah, you can go for it. Who won this year's trade deadline? Peterborough, 33%. Ottawa, 0%. London, 33%. Saginaw, 34%. I like Saginaw's moves. I mean, Suzuki, you know who yeah. we could have put on this? Flint. This, yeah. was before, this, was before the, this was before the streak, too. Yeah, and it Ki- was. Or Kitchener. Because Kitchener is prior to the – I mean, in the summer. Yeah, because Sarah, we well, mentioned that was an underrated trade, in my opinion. And we mentioned the summer trade, too, with Ingham. <laughs> yeah, we did, yeah. <laughs> There's a picture, eh? Is that what you're laughing oh at? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, I pulled it up. So our next poll question, I'll <laughs> – uh, Yeah, that's this. the – this, this was fun. This is the best know. one. Uh, who's better at ceremonial <laughs> face-offs? Bob Hickey, who is like the CEO, president, whatever you want to call it, of uh, Kubota, Canada, or dogs? <laughs> when they walk out onto the ice on the carpet and drop the puck dogs. in the uh, Dogs, 100%. 100% of you said dogs. Let's go. Good people. awesome. Well, look how awkward Quentin Byfield and Alexis Lafreniere look in the picture. That's what I'm laughing I know. At. That's so bad. <laughs> Alexis like Lafreniere looks so They're not so even off. down, ready to take a draw like some play, like most it's, players are. Like Steve Steos is just kind of standing there. Bob Hickey yeah. throwing the puck. <laughs> like he's really like smiling. he practiced like he practiced forever. Yeah, and then you, you got to tilt the puck up straight though. <laughs> Please, I know <laughs> that was so awkward too. And he, oh, that's that awesome. Rough. Oh, this the second. Here we go, Bobby the Mack. Second, this Bobby one, this Margarita. One, this is this one. We were chirping Bobby Margarita. We yeah. wish we had it. We wish we had his schedule. I know. Uh, does the top prospects game automatically mark at TSN Bob McKenzie, aka Bobby Margarita's uh, first vacate of the calendar year? Thirty-three percent. Hell yeah. Sixty-seven percent. No time to clock in. Wow. I'd go. Draft think, wasn't until October. He had lots of time. Could have taken yeah. vacation. Yeah. Brutal. Oh, this the next one was good. Next too. one, yeah. Does Dale Hunter pass Brian Kilray in OHL wins? 73% of you said for sure. Yeah. It's gonna be close. I think yeah, he does because be. he's got a few more years. Oh, yeah. I think he does. I mean, you know, London's gonna always put it together a competitive team. Yep. So I think he does. Next one, effect oh, this on is the line. An effect this is an limit. effect. Matty Rowe, are you listening to this? I know, I know. <laughs> hey, he he's been on the ball with their effects. I love it. He's I know, st- eh? he's a, I love hey, that. A, and at the end of the show, we are gonna shout out the most um uh everyone who has oh, interacted yeah. with us and who has kind of gotten involved in this first year. So it'll be fun at the end, too. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. This Owen 60 effect, we're still waiting for it. But our stats guy put it on the website, Matty Rowe. 
our Owen 60 effects stats guy. He keeps track of the effects. <laughs> I love it. Uh, will Branford host an OHL preseason game within the next five seasons? Hell yeah, 69%. I think that's our top word of the year. Hell yeah. I think so. Um, 31%. Nah, just a nah, because we all we always want to like that's almost like Brantford. Yeah. Brantford. But 69%, pretty much, that's pretty much yeah. what nah means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all that uh oh, there's my effect that didn't happen because it got canceled. Remember that? Yeah, that hey, that would have been a big Flint effect. Flint Saginaw in the you West Finals. That never happened. You know what though? The biggest the biggest effect of the year was probably the goal Russian goaltending. Last year's real junior tournament. You got you got one on your mind this year? It's coming up. I don't know. I'll have to think. I'll again that's our world junior tee up show. Again, that will be a long one, just like this one. But um oh, but I'll have it ready. I don't think listeners will mind. No, I don't think listeners will mind. Um the next poll that we had. What is your go-to snack at a hockey game? Again, we never said all of these were about hockey. It kind of is. <laughs> but so, uh, uh sometimes we get off topic. Yeah. You had four choices: nachos, pizza, hot dog, or popcorn. What up, Armando's Pizza in Windsor? But pizza not getting too much love. Only 18%. Nachos only nine. That's I embarrassing. I, I think I said popcorn. I said nachos. Nachos, man. Nachos are so underrated. Nine percent. Nine percent. Awful. Wow, you uh, get the you get the worst uh, trophy award on this. Terrible. Board. Even Armando's <laughs> Pizza, 18. Well, that's just pizza in general, but. Yeah, I went popcorn on this. Yeah, hot dog, 36%. Popcorn, 37%. The listeners know. The listeners know. Sure. Thank you. Thank you to the (laughs) listeners that agree with me. Appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) Who should host the Mem Cup? This is not an effect. This has already been confirmed. This will not happen. Uh, It was an attempt at an effect. 15%. Yeah, it's just one of those. (laughs) Yeah, let's feel like an effect today. Yeah. 15% Sue. 46% 46% Oshawa with the win because yep. Hamilton, 39%. Who, yeah, we really have a vote. Maybe in brackets. Yeah, who really didn't have an idea to go in for it as yeah. Reed Duffy joined the draft show. Yep. That he kind of shot that, down that idea. <laughs> it, that was probably, talking back, that was definitely the longest show we've ever had. That was such a long two yeah, days. That was a long day. But like at this point, though, I'm kind of excited for next year's draft. Yeah. It'd be nice to have an eight-hour hockey day again. I know, eh? I That'd know. be nice. Um, next poll question. Do you listen to the pregame front office announcements? And we know where that's coming from. Yeah, I know. So we'll Jordan. Pe- you're we'll pe- Jordan Musa. Yeah. <laughs> um, 60% of you say, hell yeah. Again with the hell yeah. And then Man, 40% cool. of you, no way, no way, written in all caps. So that was very emphatic. Yeah. No way. Uh, who takes the east? That's too bad. Um, ooh, my turn. Yeah, this is a good one. Oh, the next question is going to be such a debate. The next one, you do the next one. I'll do this one. (laughs) There's going to be such a debate. The next poll, where's I'm because all right, you go this one. Yeah, will there be a (laughs) first round sweep in the first round? Wow, put first round too many times. Oh, well. Will there be a first round sweep in round one of the Western Conference? Yeah. 60, 62% of you said not a chance. It's too deep. Hmm. I still agree with that statement. Yeah, I don't think, I think there it would have been. been too deep. Yeah, I don't think there would have been. Uh, 
Here we go. This will be yeah. a debate. I mean, clearly the best show won. Uh, best no. non, yeah, for sure, forty-four percent. Best non OHL slash sports show to watch? Question mark. Co- uh, Corner gas, nineteen. Great show. What up, Matt Rowe? You're close to the. You're close to uh, Rolo or Rulo, Saskatchewan. Um, border security, twelve percent. Friends, twenty-five percent. Great show. Not rounding on Netflix off, though. In the new year, rounding it off. Simply the best show. Everyone knows what I'm going to say. No, the world's best boss, The Office, 44%. Yeah. The people know. We are the people's podcast. The people know yeah, what okay. the best show is. Sure. The Office, simple. Yep. It's right. simple. Well, the massive uh, featured yep. game. Next one, we got just at a featured game poll um, between London and Kitchener. Who's going to win? Uh, 56% of you said London. Do I remember who wins? Hell no. Nope, because it's not on Don't our really Twitter. Don't want to look it up either. <laughs> because it's not on our Twitter. <laughs> uh, does Conor McMichael reach the 50 goals this week? No, this was the week. This was March yeah. 19th. Oh, no. Yeah. 88%. Heck, yeah. 12%. No, not this week. Yeah. Damn, that's yeah, and then, and then, of course, same day, poll question. Best pure goal scorer in the O right now. Choices were Conor McMichael, Jack Quinn, Nick Robertson, and other. Uh, Connor McMichael, 25% of the vote. Jack Quinn got 6%. Uh, other 13%, of course, Nick Robertson coming out with the win, 56%. BCAP, Cam Butler. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Shut it. You, Shout no, out. No, that's enough of that. OHL for oh, the emergency goals. Showdown comes along. Sweet, sweet memories. Oh, good times. Sweet memories. Oh, and then this was an interesting one. This was a good one, this next one. Is it? Want me to read it? Because I think March 29th. Yep. Should each team uh, get an exceptional OA for next season? Yes, run it back, boys. Shout out to Elijah Roberts. Uh, Nope, good career, 61%. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of agree with that. It would have been nice yeah. to see them do like an exceptional thing. Like junior baseball has instead of U 21 this year, it's U 22. Yeah. Um, but again, baseball, junior baseball in Canada really isn't that competitive because most of the players suck. Yeah. Uh, scroll um, through the draft. Uh, uh, hey, game seven win. Yeah. 0-60, catching overtime. What up? Yeah, here's here's another decent one. What's better to win, a gold medal or a championship ring? 64% of people say championship ring. Hmm. I forgot about that one. Other. <laughs> Other. <laughs> consolation prize. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, my, that's my goals and aspirations to call a consolation game. That a boy. Oh, geez, we are quickly running out of time here. Dang. Yeah. Um, we're going overtime today. Yeah, whatever. The first two seasons of any TV series, the most crucial. It's our one-year anniversary. That's okay. Yeah. Are the first two seasons of any TV series the most crucial? Heck, yeah, they are. Uh, yes, no. Yes, 85%. No, 15%. Obviously, I think the first two seasons. You got to give it a chance. Yeah. Like, you had to give the office a chance. You got you to gotta watch the first two seasons. Then you'll fall in love with it. Yeah. I tried again. I really did, and I just couldn't. Really, eh? Why? Yeah, I tried again. Can I get the thoughts to why Reese Dumaney does it's not just, like? I didn't office? get the comedy of it. I don't know. 
Okay. I just didn't get the comedy of it. The jokes they were making, I'm like, okay, ah, okay, I guess that's funny, but not really. Yeah. I don't know. That's just. Hey. Yeah. True. Um. Does it matter the amount of games you've played to have the hardest shot in the coach's pull? Oh, what was this? Yeah, it does or no? It's a shot. I think oh, it's a shot when 78% of the vote. Yeah. What was that about? Cause it was something that was, way... I don't know. Oh, this is bugging me because I remember that. Oh, cause I remember that it was something that we thought, no, it shouldn't have mattered. Yeah. I can't remember. That's why it's fun to go through these. We're like, we don't even remember. Can you follow two TV shows at once on Netflix? Heck yeah. 20%. Nope. 80 I'm a heck no on that. Yeah, same. I can't do it. I'm, that's one of my pet peeves, eh? Really? I cannot. Yeah, that's a pet peeve of mine. Like, I cannot watch two shows at once. It's bad. The listeners are learning something new about me each minute in this in this week's show. Yeah. Anyone want an Owen 60 uh, podcast championship <laughs> t-shirt? 67%. Heck yeah. DM us for one. Nice. <laughs> uh, and that big milestone, our first guest ever on the show Came on April 21st of 2020. And that's when the wagon tour started to yeah. become on the yeah. show. Peterborough Pete's goaltender Hunter Jones joined the show. Still my favorite interview to date. That oh, was for sure. awesome. That oh, was, for sure. That was such an unbelievable and, chat with him. And a little behind the scenes here for like the listeners. When we interviewed him after the show, we literally took like a 20 minute break to say we just interviewed Hunter Jones. Like we could barely talk. Which is pretty cool, like to think like we just had Hunter Jones as our first guest. I mean, that's a yeah. big deal to us, and I mean, it's a big deal getting any player. I mean, we appreciate yeah, but for the guys first time, but our first guest, like, yeah, for our first guest to be Hunter Jones, the, one of the best goaltenders in the OHL, one of the best goaltenders in Pete's history, who's one of the most iconic organizations in the OHL. And I mean, yeah. Reese, Reese and I both growing up watching the OHL religiously. I mean, it's a big deal to have a guy like Hunter Jones as our first guest. Yeah. And that's and that's probably my top moment on the show. I mean, we've had some good times for sure. I mean, winning yeah. game seven's a big deal, but that's for sure probably the top for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's that that was amazing. Um, like all the retweets, eh? Of a, I know, eh? You can like you can tell we were pumped. Yeah, oh god, yeah. Um next poll question. Wait, hey, can I uh, can I just have a shout out to a listener? Sure. The first share from a loyal, loyal supporter, Reese. You know who it is. Brad Urbanowitz. Thank you so much, Brad. Yeah. That was the first. Brad's share. a beauty. Yeah, he is a beauty. Brad knows. Hashtag Brad knows. Uh, thanks a lot, Brad, <laughs> for your support each week. He's the yeah, guy. I love it. Here's our show. We appreciate it. You guys, when you guys do that, uh, thanks a lot, Brad. Uh, we appreciate it. April 21st was the first share. For the show that's cool thanks brad we appreciate that i know you're listening <laughs> the week out the week after eh? that's when the wagon tour started to start jonah oh yeah it did. thanks jonah that's when he's ripping it up in the that, was, that was my birthday show we recorded that yeah it was he was sec yeah he was second yeah yeah um, thanks uh oh thanks to the dog pound podcast as well uh for the share on that yep appreciate that boys uh, okay, to the poll question: Should co-host Colin Ward get his head shaved? One hundred percent of you said it happened. Yeah. It, it actually happened though in the summer, right? You can't tell now, but no, the flow is back. Eh? Yeah, it even is a flow. It's just all over the place. It looks like bedhead. 
<laughs> no, it's not. That's why I just wear a hat. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Do you agree with Colin Ward, 18-game method? And this is in terms that of – That was last year. Should prospects get 18 games instead of nine? Or – You get a chance in the nine, eight. Yeah, sorry, nine and nine. I didn't read the whole thing. Stupid me. I still believe in that. 83% of people say, heck yeah. So that's where people stand on that topic. Thank you for the support. <laughs> uh, moving on, Phil oh, Tomasino. Yeah. Guest Big. number three. Big get. On May 12th. Of course, Predators first round draft pick. Big and get. Former ice dog. Yeah. It's solid. Uh, and uh, here we go. This was after Andre Tournier got. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I'd have to look up when Andre Tournier got hired as the new, as the uh, coach for Team Canada. I'd have to look that up. But this poll came out on uh, on May fifteenth. What was Andre Tournier's top moment this past year? His glove save at the World Juniors or OHL Coach of the Year? This is hilarious. 91% of you say his glove save at the World Juniors. That's funny. <laughs> for as hell. sure. For sure. That's so funny. For sure. Um, guest number four, Jake Uberti, the maestro. Hey, now. Love it. Man, that's where the nickname came about, the maestro. Thank you to Jonah DeSimone. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. You came in with the question. That was the first, like, Jonah from uh, Richmond Hill had the question. That was the first one where we actually got, like, a player question, which is cool when the guys, like, yeah reach out and say, hey, uh, yeah, like, we got some questions for you and stuff. I think that's cool. Um, also, guest shout out Tate Harris, as well as Cody Wall, as we they had us on, uh, on their show. I can't believe that was in May. I thought that was like July, August, because I remember being that's out. That's insane. I remember being out at a swimming pool just pull, like just yeah. like 15 minutes before. <laughs> Dang, I forgot about that. And thanks again to Tate. I forgot we had him on our uh draft on our show. draft show. That draft talking all show things Windsor Spitfires. Yeah. So uh shout out to both of them. Of course, they host uh the O show. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, they do great stuff. A lot of scouting on uh, on OHLers and prospects. So definitely give Leaf, them a follow. Give them a listen. Leaf fans. I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew that's the only reason why I said that. <laughs> um, guest number five. Big one. Talked about him last segment. London Knights goaltender Brett Brochu. That was a bit. That was a good one. Yeah, it was. Uh, episode 24 story time yeah keeps moving on man this was fun too this is up near the top of uh, top interviews yeah we were joined by the voice of the knights Mike Stubbs that was cool the story that was probably the best that was one of the best stories we heard Hunter Jones that was, that was a hilarious that was awesome. the Memorial Cup yeah that was because awesome I feel do we have to reach out to Mike again and be like hey do you want to come on and just do a story uh, just do a <laughs> story, story show Mike after after World Juniors, I feel like we gotta do that. Leading into the OHL season, help preview London a bit. Oh well, yeah, yeah, true. Our preview show is gonna be massive because I think we're working on something for sure. Yeah, we're trying to get something going. Um, but that was a good story though about the Memorial Cup about how it was a delay. So the healthy scratches in the Memorial Cup. So when it went to overtime, instead of the players being in the press box, you have an opportunity to go on the ice and be in the celebration yep. with your of team. Of course, so they, they put, all want to be dressed like, oh, I yeah. played this game. Like, 
50 years later talking to their grandkids. Even if you didn't play in this game, you're going to tell them you did. <laughs> so, so the guy, so the players, I believe it was Cole Shearwood, Robert Thomas, Evan Bouchard, and Alex Formanton, the four scratches from the Knights in the Memorial Cup when Matthew Chuck scored the game winner. Yeah. Talk about a healthy scratch group. <laughs> I know. But uh, they were, so they were in the room. Yeah, the dressing room, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so they were watching on the TV, but the TV has a 10-second delay. So they heard an eruption in the arena in overtime. They heard an eruption in, like, the horns were going, and they thought they lost, right? Because nobody was moving around their dressing room. And next thing you know, you see on the TV, oh, uh, when Matthew Tuchuk gets the puck, because Matthew – yeah, that's what it was. Because Matthew Tuchuk was getting the puck in his own end. The yeah. puck was in the Knights end at the time. So they thought, oh, they must have scored on us because we didn't have the puck. Everyone's cheering. But as that 10 seconds delay, Matthew Tuchuk later picks a puck up, goes along the wall, and uh, cuts to the middle and scores over the glove of the oh, a goaltender. And uh, the rest is history, which is a great story because you see on TV, if you watch the replay of that game, you'll see on TV those, those four guys coming out of the dressing room like 20 seconds late, there are, and then they just come to the celebration. Yeah. That's why, because they actually, the 10 second delay, they thought they got scored on. So they thought mm-hmm. they were prepared to go out there and greet their teammates sad on the benches, but instead they had to join a celebration in the corner, which is probably one of the coolest stories of the year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Next guest. What's going on with these uh, poll questions? Do you try to beat the GPS's estimated <laughs> arrival yeah. time? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 100% Hell of yeah. you do, for sure. And for then sure. Uh, should Colin and Reese coach a baseball team together? Hundred percent of you said yes. Buckle up. <laughs> Can you imagine that team? How structured it would be. That would be unreal. Oh, it would be a good time. Uh, moving on, kids the next guest. Up, or they're running laps. Yeah, yeah. The next guest, Owen <laughs> Sound Hope, Attack, still considered sand, a prospect. Gavin sand, Bryant, the sandbagger, Dudley. Love oh, he was guy. so he was so good in the sandbagger. Yeah, he was so good in the sandbagger. He killed us. Yeah. Come on, Gavin, take it easy on us. Nah. Mm-hmm. Eh. I know. <laughs> oh, and shout out to Greg, his father, who listens to the show every week. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate the listen. Oh, uh, big one, too, on a uh, kind of think. So, June 18th, we launched our website. Yeah. Just solid. The first Can't article. Can't believe that was June. Yeah. The first article. Uh, Written by Joel Vanderland. Shout out yeah. to him. Yeah. You can follow him at. On at on Twitter on at Joel Vanderland. Wow, Colin, yep. get it out. Jeez, spit it out. <laughs> Shout out to Kevin St. Jane too. Uh, looks great. Congrats, guys. Uh, I know he yep. listens as well. Thanks, Kevin, for the listen. Yep. Uh, listen to his that. podcast, Sports Nuts. Yeah, Central. they won a local cool logo award in Niagara. Or is it in the Standard St. Catherine Standard? I think so. Cool yeah. Logo. So again, you can listen to them at Sports Nuts Central. They've had Ron McLean on the show, so that pretty much tells you all Incredible. you need to know about. And- Credible uh, people, such of a good job they do. Yep, it's all about credibility. As I just lost our uh, a boy, I accidentally clicked on uh, like next guest. Oh, don't worry, I'll keep scrolling. Uh, from the Flint Firebirds, now of the Toronto Marlies, Riley hey, Court, great guy, native as well. Great kid. I yeah, am, that was phenomenal. There is no player in the OHL that I am more happy for to get a contract than Riley McCourt. Yeah, he deserves that out of anyone that yep. we've talked to Riley McCourt's a great guy he took the he, he took so much time to like to talk to us like 
because I think that was a long weekend when he came on too. I'm pretty um, sure it was cool. Oh no, the 26th of uh, June. So it wasn't, yeah. but Riley's a great guy. And that's great on to have, a, it was great on to have him on the show. Yeah, as well. Was. Um, and it looks like during that show, we had a poll question. What is no, your way of telling the slow driver? That's my maneuver. I that, and, you, and you saw my maneuver too. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Um, wipe, wipe your blades. What is the way of you? What is your way? There we go. Of oh. telling the slow driver in front of you to get out of the way. <laughs> wipe your blades. Zero percent hazards. of you said horn and flashlights. Yeah, if you honk uh, your we horn more than once on a drive, man, come on, no one does man, that around here, true. anyways. I'm not used to getting honked at. If someone honks at me, I think it's road rage. Whereas fifty percent of you said ride the line and wiper <laughs> blades, Collins way. <laughs> Collins way. So it's wiper blades and like the hazards. Get out of the way. Get off the tracks. Well, we know where Matt Rowe goes. Bumper riding. Because <laughs> he goes Matt. bumper riding. Too aggressive? And I'm like, you can never be too aggressive. <laughs> Unless they break check you, then you have a problem. <laughs> beat cat, beat cat from the top rope. Brandon, shout out to Brandon Caputo from the, ice, from the armchair GM Sports Network. Oh, my. Then get up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, because because oh anyone that know anyone that knows Brandon knows that he would do this. I can yeah, just picture that sure. right now. Then go, then get up beside them and use the Italian hand gestures to voice your displeasure. That That's was awesome. Funny. Speak call and oh my, because um, I cheered myself. Yeah, episode <laughs> episode twenty eight. Yeah, next guest. huge get huge get Luke Evangelista, huge get. Big get Again, congratulations to him on being drafted this past year. We thought he was a guy. I mean, most improved player we thought for sure. Yep. Great. That was a fun show. It was good to have Luke on. That was the question too, where he uh, where he beats a where he shoots on at Brett in practice. Yeah. Yeah. That was that one. Uh, moving on, uh, next guest Ty Nelson, the first overall pick. In this that was past, the uh, OHL priority that selection. That was when my Gary Batman thing came out. Number one's a yeah, big deal. Funny. Welcome to the OHL. Number one's a big deal, Ty. Yeah. I scarred him. That was a big one. <laughs> Ty, Ty Nelson's going to have great success in North Bay. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on, Ty. We appreciate it. Great kid. Yeah. And the man right behind him came on the week after. Pano Femis. One and Second two. overall to Niagara Ice Dogs. The captain's mentality that reminds me of how much of a leader he is to see the quote yeah. too, which was great on the graphics say eh? like the quote the day before yeah but the team in front of you team success is first and personal success will come after that might be the quote of the year it's on the 160 by any guess be. that's a quote of the year by far for sure such was. a studly remark ty nelson's first trip to north bay yep tano's uh, first trip to meridian wow. center August 18th was the day return to play plans is when we first, that's the day we first decided discussing it. And also Gavin Bryant came on to discuss what the U 17 virtual camp was like. Yeah, that was solid. I wonder if he comes on next week. I don't know. He wouldn't be a bad, he wouldn't be a bad one. Um, it would be a good time. Then, it's always a good time and Gavin's on. Unfortunately, that same day that episode came out, uh, that was the day that uh, Jets legend, Hockey Hall of Famer, Colts head coach, uh, Dale Howardchuck passed away. So again, uh, rest in peace, Dale. Uh, yeah. Sucks not having you here. Oh, for sure. So Tough. 
Oh, well, then the uh, Twitter poll was the Howard, Chuck, Gretzky, and Lemieux line the best line in Hockey Canada history? Heck yeah. Heck yeah, yeah, 94%. For yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. That's the best line. Um, yep. Oh, uh, episode 33, uh, guest Marcus Boudelier. Yeah. Said it right. Boudelier, Kingston Frontenac's writer, uh, hockey news, or Beckett hockey uh, writer as well. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, it. that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a good one, Marcus. He's a great guy. Yep. Um, Oh, episode 34, from the Red Wings to the Rangers. Of course, we had to throw a Red Wings thing. Uh, Francesco Pinelli, another studly guy we had on. He's going to be a great NHL player, I think. Fits the NHL game perfectly. Yeah. His quote in the second half, everyone started to buy in and trust the process. We A, the process. We started to find out how good of a team we are. We actually are. That was solid. Of course, following him. Connor McMichael. Big one. Episode 35. Big get. Connor was a good one. That was a good time. Um, another big get. Then uh, featured, and then, featured game. Yeah, featured game comes back. QMJHL version. The Charlotte that was that Islanders. I know. Wow. I know. My pick, by the way. Just thought I'd mention that. The Charlottetown Islanders defeat the Moncton Wildcats 4-2. Just thought I'd put it out there. I called that. Yeah. Um, Wish city slash town would uh, be the best suited to host an OHL club for one season. Brantford, 63%. Chad, 20. Leamington, 6. Other, 11%. Let us know. Brampton, Kevin St. Jean writes in. Which is, Uh, yeah, that's still a very good possibility. The facility they have, it's just the daily cases was the only concern, I think, with the for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Area. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Keep going. Don't have too much left to go. White or green Christmas? White all day. Yep. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's it. Dang, that's one year. What a year! That yeah, that was fun. And any more shoutouts we got? I'm trying to remember. We got one. Uh, Young man by the name of Parker Lane who listens from Bell River, Ontario. Shout out to him. Uh, I've known his family forever. So uh, shout out Wings, to him for Wings listening. Fan? He plays. Fan? I think so. I don't smart. know. They're, they're smart weird. Kid, smart kid. There's three kids in that family. I think they all like different teams. Oh, I was going to say. Old, the oldest one, Hunter, likes Washington. Okay. Um, if there's any Troy fan, remember. hey. I honestly can't hey, I've I been know. to a Wings game with them. They beat Buffalo. So I mean, that happens a fair bit. I mean, if, if you're a Wings fan, I mean, there's a spot open you, for you on a Delhi baseball team. I, that's, a, that's the one bias. If you're a Wings fan, you make the team. I don't think he plays baseball. Actually, uh, I know he doesn't play baseball. Okay. Unfortunately. I think any, wing, any, any kids that are listening to this today coaching baseball, hey? Yeah. It's your team. You're on. Um, so yeah, this year has been awesome. Again, thank you to everyone who joined us from Hunter Jones to Connor McMichael to Mike Stubbs, uh, Reed Duffy. Uh, it's been unbelievable. Uh, yeah, been thanks a great for the support. year. Oh, fun. Say that, of course, all everyone that listens, Brad Urbanowitz, hey, Matt Rowe out in Saskatchewan. Yeah. I, By the way, settle up. this for me, Matt. And I know you'll message me on Twitter after this. Saskatchewan or Saskatchewan? 
That second one is courtesy of Brent Butt because that's all I heard when I watched Corner Gas. So just I'm, Saskatchewan. I'm asking. Saskatchewan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to shout out. Yeah, I know his family there. His wife is also a. She's working in the front lines of this yep. pandemic. So shout out to her as well. Uh, thank you for what you are doing, and thank yeah, you that's to, awesome. Yeah, thank you to everybody who, who's uh, putting their life on the line to protect everybody in this country. That means a lot. Uh, thank yeah, the you first uh, first person in Ontario was vaccinated yesterday. So yeah, that's exciting. Let's get the hockey soon. February fourth right. is going to be here saying. soon. Yeah, shout out to all the essential workers. Though appreciate you guys all. Yeah, and uh, shout out to the Red Wings goal horn for finishing us ever for finishing us off every episode. And hey, the and first that... like the first thirty weeks, play the song, play the song. It's not yeah. the song, and I could not say it. That's my sure. that might be my biggest flaw moment. That I think so. I agree with that. I got it right. And shout out to all the bio stealer options to hear yep. in the, you know, the show. I, I finally got my shipment. Really? It took long enough. It was like five days late. Free ad. Free ad. Hey, I can't yeah. wait to get back in the studio though. It'll be fun. Shoot the ball around. Shoot the basketball around. Hell yeah. Dude, soon. New year we got something planned. Yeah, we'll see see what goes. It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, sure. that is it for this Play week the horn. again. Happy one year anniversary to us. Oh yeah. Big deal. Says Number, themselves, but. One year is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. We will chat next week and preview the world junior should be a good one. Uh, we'll Play chat. the horn. All right. <laughs>